Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Now it's a real happy new year from us. We know we said it last week, but this week it's real because we're actually back from the new year. We're both wearing our pajamas. I believe Ashley's wearing a new robe. Oh no, it's old. But thank you for noticing. I'm in my pajamas and I took my kid to school in these. Oh yeah, yeah. What a day, guys. It's 10 a.m. Tuesday, January 3rd. I just felt like they need to know that. It's been a struggle bus this morning. First up, we're going to discuss this article. Mentally strong kids have parents who refuse to do these 13 things. I thought it was pretty interesting. And then we're going to continue on that. It's not New Year's resolution. It's a New Year's something else by discussing 12 ways to feel better in 2023, one month at a time. And as always, we have hashtag swag bag. But up next, take it away, kiddo. Kicking shit. I'm going to start with my shits. Yes, I have something on my lip. I have a enormous cold sore. I have been eternally plagued in my soul by cold sores. I started getting them when I was like 16. It has been such a huge source of embarrassment and insecurity for me for so many years. The first time I got it, my boyfriend had cold sores. I didn't really know anything about it. When I say boyfriend, it was a guy I was kissing. I'm almost positive he didn't have it while we were kissing. Anyway, I got it from him and I ended up getting mono really bad and getting fever blisters. Was he worth it? No, he wasn't. That's the closest thing I have to an STD, but I imagine it's never worth it. I got fever blisters all over my face and it happened to coincide with a week-long break, but I had to go back and I had just had scars of fever blisters all over my face. And my favorite math teacher, who was very rough around the edges, Miss Couturier, looked at me and said, well, now you know how it feels to be the rest of us. Snap. She was a little jelly of you, huh? I don't know. Well, she also would go to all my plays and we did Crimes of the Heart and she goes this was your best play. It was the perfect mix of bimbo (laughs) and strong. And I was like, cool. (laughs) This was your favorite teacher? (laughs) I respond well to bitches. I don't know what to say. That's why we're friends. That's why I am one myself, I guess. Anyway, this is my cold sore coming out party. I've had two back to back in this week. Your skin looks amazing though. Thank you. Over the course of my break, I projectile vomited extensively. I was straight pissing out of my asshole. It was was a gastrointestinal nightmare. I had been sick three weeks before all of this. I think my gut health is so out of whack that now the reason why I was like, can we record in the morning is because I'm going to Whole Foods after this and I am doing a three-day gut reset. This is not to lose weight. This is not a resolution thing. Girl, I'm already on the gut reset. I started it two days ago. I got probiotic drinks. I did the athletic greens this morning as my attempt. And I think the cold sorts usually when you have an immune compromise something of some kind. So I swear by lysine, that supplement, I take it every day. Those are my shits. My tits are, I had the best week off. 
I hardly heard from you. I had my phone on my do not disturb focus the entire week because sometimes talking to you is triggering for me and then it makes me think about work. I purposely don't talk to you about work. Sometimes I just want to say hello. It just triggers shit. Not to say that you're triggering. You just said that I was triggering. I'm not trying to say that. You can't take it back. It's fine. All I'm trying to say is you make me think about work. Talking to my husband makes me think about household responsibilities and I love talking to him too. Maybe you need to get your shit together, okay? Well, I'm trying. So we went skiing on New Year's Day. I need to preface this by saying I have been snowboarding a handful of times in my life. I've never been good at it. It results in my body just being absolutely destroyed because I fall so much. So this time I was like, I'm going to go skiing. I'm going to try it. I love skiing. I cannot snowboard. Snowboarding is so hard. So I had never skied. So my mom and I did an intro ski class, even though she's done it. She wanted a little refresher. You start with the little things and then you start with little hill and even smaller hill. Bunny. Yeah, work it up. Yeah. And I was doing great. I was like, oh my God, I just picked the wrong snow activity all these years. This is great. I love this. And so I asked the teacher, I said, do you think I'm okay enough to go on a slope? And he goes, yeah, just stick to the very easy one. I said, okay. Matt and I go up. Matt does know how to ski. He's pretty good at it. We go down this slope and I'm like, oh my God, this is so much steeper. Immediately I wipe out immediately. Yeah, but you're going to wipe out. You just have to wipe out well. Right. I wiped out the entire way down this mountain. Matt keeps stopping and looking at me and being like, you got this, baby. You got this. And I'm like, just go. Just go without me. You're stressing me out. Just go. Leave me here to die on this hill. I mean, at one point I lost a ski. I'm falling and still sliding almost off hills. I'm crying, just crying, defeated, emotionally spent. But you know what? I do think I'm going to ski again. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. Can we go skiing together because Lee doesn't ski? Yeah, sure. I'm not good at it. I one time went with Valerie and her husband. Valerie had a panic attack on the top of the hill. That's basically where I was at. She had to come down on her butt and then she just spent all day drinking inside. By the time we got to her, she was blotto in front of the fire. I couldn't even drink because I had projectile vomited the night before. So I was like, my stomach is so out of whack. I can't even drink. And at one point, someone got injured and the safety patrol was bringing her down on a sled and I was trying to wave them down so that I could get a ride too. Matt's like, this is not the airport. This is not the time. You can't wave down the trolley going through. She might have a neck injury and they've braced her entire body. She was sitting up fine. I just wanted to ride down to safety. Oh my God. Anyway, how about you? I guess I'll start with my tits. I got two of them. My first one is that Lee bought me a new computer for Christmas. New, new or like refurbished by Lee new? Refurbished by Lee new, but new to me. I got the Apple 13 inch because I wanted a really tiny one. She's so cute. Does she have a lot of memory? Yeah, and everything's working because my old computer, so many things didn't work on it. I know. Anyway, I love her. I put a little aqua cover on her. I got my That Showbiz Baby sticker. I'm putting this sticker on that just says butter. <laughs> Jill got me that. I'm putting my Big Mom Tourage, my That Showbiz Baby. I need another Big Mom Tourage. I'll give it to you. So that's the first hit. The second hit is, actually I have three tits. My second hit is that I used to ice skate as a kid. I was like a competitive ice skater. I know that's no shock to anybody. Of course. I took Luna ice skating for the first time and she was pretty good. The bad part was I didn't get to really ice skate myself because I was ice skating with her, but she did really well. I'm really proud of her. That was just the first time. I'm really looking forward 
to. I think if we go enough times this winter, we'll be able to skate together, which was really exciting. That's what we're trying to do with skiing with Sebastian, same thing. I want to try to take Luna skiing. I think she'll be good. She's usually pretty good physically. Her biggest problem is that she's like, I already know how to do it. I was like, listen, bitch, calm it down. I feel like that's a kid thing because Sebastian will do that too when I'm just trying to help him with something. He's like, I already know. I'm like, let me teach you how to fall so we don't go to the hospital. I remember telling him like, do you want to take piano lessons? And he was like, I already know how to play piano. (laughs) And he played and he did not know how to play piano. You're like, kid, you could use some lessons. All the lessons. (laughs) And then my third mini hit, and then I'll go to my shits, which are hysterical, by the way, if I do say so myself. I love that a week away, nothing has changed. It's the core of who I am. So I spent New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and yesterday cleaning and organizing things. Oh, that's good. And it is so satisfying. I'm sitting at my desk and it's got a new layout. I redid Luna's drawers. I already took bags of stuff to Goodwill. I was just on a tear. When I'm on a tear, it'll last a bunch of days and then it's gone. Yeah. I kept saying to Lee, like, I got to lean in. I got to ride this. And I did. I have been in this week working on a list on my phone of what we were basically talking about in last week's episode, the things to spend January doing. There are so many, so many fucking things. And now I'm almost overwhelmed by the little things I have to do. Well, wait, because we have a segment for that. Okay, good. So my shits. This is a real contemplative 180, 360. I don't know. I don't know what number I'm talking about. Okay, it's a number. It's a number. So we all know that I've had issues in the past. Which kind specifically? With me going into Petco. Got it. With you, you never know. I have so many issues. Let me rewind and say the whole family's been off and on sick, not with COVID. We don't even know with what. A mixture of gastro and boogers and a cough. Everybody is just so fucking sick. It comes and goes and one day one of us will feel better, but the other one will feel worse. I finally yep. got Luna on antibiotics because I was like, she needs to go to school this week. So we got to handle this. But I've been having primarily gastro stuff, not vomit, but feeling like I was going to vom. And also, as I said in a text to my brother, having so much diarrhea that I can taste it in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I was there with you, my friend. For those listeners that haven't listened since the very beginning, the beginning of the pandemic, I got some fish and some snails at Petco. And one of the fish died immediately. They give you the receipt that says if it dies within the first 10 days or whatever, you can bring it back, show the dead fish, and get another fish because it could be their problem. I just love that you have to bring the fish. Yeah, you got to show. I did that, and this pimply kid accused me of not knowing how to take care of fish. And I went off. I was like, I have a baby and I take care of her. I had fish all growing up so much so that I had a goldfish that was as big that you could eat it. I was flexing to this pimply kid who was accusing me. Who literally could not give a fuck. Right. So I no longer go to Petco because it's triggering. So I went to PetSmart. Slightly better. I have a fish whose eyeballs popping out and I think he was attacked by another fish. And so I was going to be like, is there some medicine I could put on this fish eye? Do I need a separate them. So I was talking to a different teenager and this teenager also basically accused me (laughs) of not knowing how to take care of animals. And I was like, I have an elderly dog who died twice. I have a kid. I just think this one jerky fish keeps attacking all the other fish. And I was like, so what do I do? Do I just kill him? And she goes, you would kill a fish on purpose? I was like, he's a menace to society. (laughs) He's killed four fish and two snails already. Then he just poked out my favorite one's eye. What am I supposed to do? Can I feed him to my turtle? She's like, you have a turtle? Those are legal. I was like, oh God, I'm just getting out of here. I just left. So then we're driving from PetSmart and I feel that feeling that's like, oh 
God, I'm going to shit my pants immediately. Oh. And I'm in traffic. Oh, always. You're always in the worst possible place when you feel like you're absolutely instantaneously going to shit yourself. It was twitching. You're never just at home. No, I was like, Luna, Luna, can you reach the potty seat from where you are? (laughs) We have a flip potty seat and I always have it preloaded. She hands it to me. I pull my pants down while driving, sit on the potty seat while driving and have diarrhea in the potty seat in the car while driving. Did it all make it in? Yeah. Was it a messy scene? Guys, you can fast forward this part if you want. My diarrhea has been formed, but loose. So it hasn't been water. Mine has been pure water. Okay, good to know. And then I was like, what am I going to wipe with? All I had was masks. I used a COVID mask to wipe (laughs) my mud butt. And Luna's like, it really stinks in here now, Ma. Open a window. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. Last night in bed, I said to Matt, I gave him a poop update. Sexiest thing you can do. I said, well, my poop's kind of solid now, so that's good. And he goes, if you ever write an autobiography, that needs to be the title. (laughs) My poop's solid now. that's That's good. good. And now I'm committed to that. I'm committed to if I ever write a book, that will be the title of it. This article, which by the way, is not from any reputable news source, just so you know. (laughs) It's from something called the Muscatine Journal. At least you were honest. I think Muscatine might be a place in the world. I don't know. Sounds like somewhere in the middle of the country that I know nothing about. Uh Uh-huh. This is from this woman that owns the WellPlay Counseling and Wellbeing Center. Never heard of her. Yeah, what is that? They list... 12 things that you can do that will make your year a little bit more mindful. So January, redefine what success means to you and then visualize it. Okay. I think because sometimes we have this idea that success is money and it might not always be. But that's something we talked a lot about in my meditation training. What is important to you? And for me, it's freedom. So then what does freedom mean? Sounds like I'm really into America, but I'm not. I'm just a very independent person. I watched a woman who supposedly specializes in body manifestation. Every manifestation expert is coming out of the fucking woodwork on TikTok right now because it's the beginning of the year. This woman said, when you feel it in your whole body, I am not saying this is accurate. I'm not saying do this. I am just reporting back. When you feel something in your body, it makes it more true. And I have only had one experience that I personally believe that to be true. And it was when I was working with that PR strategist I work with a lot. In our intro call, she had me do a very intense visualization practice. It was the first time. And she basically said, what are you trying to achieve? This was pre-Scary Mommy. This was when I was still working on Hudson County. 60. She says, like, what are you trying to achieve? And I said it. And then she said, okay, now sit in what that would feel in your body once you've achieved it. Now what's next? And then what do you do? And I said, I think I enjoy it and I keep moving towards bigger. And I believe that's why I got Scary Mommy was that very powerful manifestation. So then last night when this woman did it, she said, do that thing you do in yoga where you completely relax every part of your body. Close your eyes. Shavasana. Yes, which is the best part where you fall asleep. And she said, Think about what you want more than anything. What is this thing you're working towards? And think about really what the feeling is. Right. Boil it down to the primal need. And I realized what it was, was excitement and joy. And then she's like, and then completely surrender your body. Know your body is being held by that feeling. And it did something to my body that I haven't been able to replicate since that time. 
time. I don't know if that's true. I'm not saying it is, but I do think there's something powerful to that. It could have just been the joy of not shitting water. Whenever I've done that in a meditation, it always boils down to freedom. That feeling of being able to make my own schedule, make my own hours, have enough money and freedom to be like, I'm going on vacation right now. Right. And being like, I don't feel like working this week. I'm taking this week off. February. Romanticize your daily life, even the small moments. So this is the thing I was talking about just recently on a show. There was that woman that said, try to fall in love with something. This could look like cooking yourself a nourishing meal or going on a daily walk, regardless of how busy. It's just taking time to romanticize the small things in your life. Yeah. March. Prioritize rest. Oh, it's my birth month. Daylight savings times right around there. March 12th is kind of when it happens. So prioritize rest as a form of resistance and reparations, the act of resting in a way to push back against grind culture. Okay. April, declutter your space. I already started this. Use spring cleaning to get rid of that sweater, blah, 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 blah. Okay. May, take your workout outdoors. So it's weather starting to get nice. Makes sense. Make it a priority to be in nature. June, take that solo trip you've been dreaming about, girl. There's no solo trips. I don't know what you're talking about. Solo trips don't really seem that interesting to me other than like one night at a hotel away. I love solo trips, as I would. July, cultivate a new friendship. That's a solid no for Ashley. That is a solid no. Solid no. I'm good. My dance card (laughs) is full. Thank you. August, reclaim an old hobby or pick up a new one. Well, you know, we love a hobby. Yes. As someone who may be ADHD, I'm all about hobbies. Not finishing them. Starting them. Love it. (laughs) September, upgrade your routines. So are your old routines no longer serving you? Try to figure out ones that do and upgrade them to make them more sexy to you, like more wanting to do them. Okay. October, implement a gratitude practice. Why so late in the year? I think they're relating it to the holidays. I don't know. Okay. November, do something nice for someone else. Just once in November. December, avoid feeling financially and physically drained. Well, good luck with that. Now, that's all she wrote, folks. But I saw on TikTok, so obviously a more (laughs) reputable source, this guy that called himself a male witch. Isn't that just a warlock or a wizard? What's the difference between a wizard and a warlock? I don't know. Warlock seems like he's the head of the wizards. Do I need to look this up? Nah, I'm not that interested. Hold on. We need to know now. Warlock is the dark embodiment of magic, while a wizard is seen as good. Okay. So the wizard was saying that instead of doing what Miss Muskegee Journal or whatever said, think of it as moon phases. Oh, yes. I saw this one. Because he's like, you can get overwhelmed with trying to work on all the things. He says to sync it up to the solstices and think of it as a new overarching theme. I think we should do that for Momtourage. I need it broken down more because it's so outside of the way my mind works. It's almost like, it makes me feel like that. We like really focus on Momtourage collabs for one. And then with another one, focus on brand outreach. I like that idea because it's like intense focus for a finite amount of time. Or maybe it's broader than that. Maybe it's like one is growth and the next is publicity or something that's a little more vague. This journal, Muskegee Journal, whatever, I've now given it another name. I like that it's digestible and finite. Boundaries like that work really well for me. So that's why I like that article. Oh, good. I liked it. All right, let's move on to the next one. This next article comes from Motherly, a more reputable site. Yes, slightly. The article is titled, Mentally Strong Kids Have Parents Who Refuse to Do These 13 Things. A Strong Mental Muscle is the Key to Helping Kids Reach Their Greatest Potential in Life. Number one, condoning a victim mentality. This is like a staple in my life. I was never allowed to sit there and think, woe is me in my life, ever. My mom was always very much like, put on your big girl pants. Yeah. 
up and figure this out. This is not a woe is me. Yeah, your mom is not a woe is me kind of lady. No, I understand where she's coming from. You have a choice in your life. You can sit there and feel bad for yourself or you can fight tooth and nail to make shit better for yourself, which is what she has done her entire life. So I get it. Parenting out of guilt. That's triggering, I think, for all of us. My dad was the king of parenting out of guilt. I could never trust when he did something nice because it never felt like a clean transaction. It felt like he was doing it out of guilt. Yes. So you want to avoid things like, if you loved me, you'd do this for me. Or any kind of guilting your kids. It makes perfect sense. So don't guilt your kids. Be direct with things. It makes me very conscious of the words that I choose when talking to Sebastian about something. Number three, make kids the center of the universe. Well, let me tell you, as an only child, born an only child, raising an only child, Carrie, I'd love to hear what you have to say about this. Although I was the center of my parents' world in that they always knew what I was doing, I was the center of their attention, they never led me to believe that everything in the world should be about me. No, it goes back to that all kids don't get trophies. Exactly. I grew up in a house with so many people and family members that it was never really about me. Right. It was, but it wasn't. Everyone was there to go see your shows. Right. But on your daily basis, it was not everything is carry, carry, carry. No, no, no. This goes back to a montage ethos. One of the reasons that we believe that women should continue to work towards their goals, their aspirations, their dreams is because at some point, point your kid and it's flipped on its head it's seen a different way but one day your kid is going to have to go live their life you want to model what it is sometimes I say to Luna hey mommy needs some space and some time it can't always be you getting to do these things before I'm going to have my cup of coffee I'm going to do these things it's important that you see that you have to take care of yourself too yep 100% number four allowing fear to dictate choices well that's a big one so they said although keeping your kids inside a protective bubble will spare you a lot of anxiety. Playing it too safe teaches your child that fear must be avoided at all times. That's why my mom pushed me down a hill on a bicycle to teach me how to ride a bike. Your mom did so many things. Bloody Mary. You know what though? I'm not that scared. I mean, I'm scared of things like getting lost in space. That's my big fear and going to jail. Two things that probably aren't going to happen in my life. I feel like the going to jail part, that was your 20s. You slid by. And even then I was too scared of that shit. I wasn't doing anything too bad. Number five, giving their kids power over them. Oof, I hate it when I see it. What do you mean? Having the kids have power? Things like letting them dictate what you eat for dinner or where the family goes on vacation. Luna is fighting us tooth and nail on that one. She's like, I want to go to this restaurant. I'm like, I don't want to go to that restaurant. Or she'd be like, we're doing this. And I'm like, kid, you're not the boss. Yeah. I have so much pushback, but that's a big one. I think that's normal. At this age, they're like super testing their boundaries, especially around four. I feel like Sebastian was really testing his boundaries even more so. Just keep it up, man. Yeah. Number six, expecting perfection. Whoo! That's why I'm in therapy, I think. I don't have that issue. I don't, but I always felt like perfection was expected of me. I think I figured out what the trigger of that was. Yep. I don't have that feeling anymore. My therapist once said, do low leverage things poorly or not at all to give you a sense of doing bad on purpose. And I kind of got addicted to that. I was like, yeah, I love half-assing shit. This is amazing. Number seven, letting kids avoid responsibility. Oh yeah, that's a big no for me. 
Yeah, it's a no for me, dog. You got to take responsibility. Number eight, shielding kids from pain. That's hard because as a parent, that's what you want to do, right? Is protect your kids from feeling any hurt or sadness or pain. But unfortunately, as part of it, there was an instance where you were having a big fight with someone and I knew your heart was hurting very, very badly. And all I wanted to do was make it better. But the truth is, I didn't know if it was going to be better. And all I could do was say, I'm so sorry. I know you're feeling bad. You and I are the queen of don't bullshit a bullshitter. I'm always like, you know, Luna, it might not end up okay. But you know what? You'll be okay. Yeah. And you'll be okay because mommy and daddy are here. We love you. But sometimes things don't always work out okay. But that's also okay. With this cold sore thing, to bring that up as an example, Sebastian, I'll say like, I don't want to kiss you because I don't want to give this to you. Don't share my drink. Don't share my food. I'm very, very cautious because I know how much shame I felt for so long and I don't want to put that on him. And last night he was kind of freaking out before bed and Matt was saying, oh, Sebastian, you're fine. I've been kissing mommy for years and I've never gotten it and blah, blah, blah. I took him aside and I said, look, here's the thing. Let's say the scariest thing is what? And he said that I get it. And I said, okay, even if you get it, nothing's going to happen. You're fine. You're going to survive. It doesn't make you that sick. It's just a little embarrassing and you get through it. That was the tricky thing about COVID because we tried to put a little fear in our kids to wear the masks. Yep. And then when they actually got it, then to be like, you're not going to die. Yeah. Oh, speaking of things that you have to go back on, we had a listener one time tell us, I think it was when we were doing Scary Mommy, this brilliant idea that she tells her kids that when the music is playing on the ice cream truck, it means they're out of ice cream. Yes. So I've been doing that. Yeah, I've done that. We were watching a blippy. It always comes back to that jackass. And that's the one that did us in too. It was that episode of Blippy Where he's in an ice cream truck. Luna's so funny. We were both in the room and she goes, when it's on, it means there's ice cream. That must be in olden times. In olden <laughs> times, they must have had it. And then I just felt so bad for lying. I was like, hey, Luna. And she's like, what? And I'm like, mommy did something silly. Mommy's been telling you that it means that there's no ice cream. And she goes, ha, ha, ha. And I go, isn't that silly? And she goes, yeah, but also <laughs> no, because I wanted ice cream. <laughs> it's okay, mommy. Well, that was nice of her. She could have handled it a different way. She was like, ha, so funny. I don't think I would have owned up to it the way you did. I think I would have been like, well, they just changed the policy, kid. We got a memo. The National Ice Cream Association sent out a memo to all the parents. And it says that now... When the music's on at the ice cream truck, there is ice cream. Lee was like, never say you lie. And I said, I did. And I said, I played a funny trick. Number nine, feeling responsible for their kids' emotions. That's a hard one. That's one I don't know how you fight as a parent. I guess we go back to that thing is nobody makes you feel anything. You make yourself feel something. I don't know. Number 10, preventing kids from making mistakes. They use the example of homework. And this has been really hard when it comes to Sebastian doing homework because he's supposed to use intuitive spelling for some things. He'll be like, is it A? And I'll say, okay, because I know it's not A and I don't want to tell him he's wrong. Right. And he's supposed to figure it out himself. Homework's a hard one with that. 11, confusing discipline with punishment. Punishment involves making kids suffer for their wrongdoing. I don't like this one. This is making me feel weird. It says raising a child who fears, quote, getting in trouble isn't the same as raising a child who wants to make good choices. Use consequences that help your kids develop the self-discipline they need to make better 
better choice. But my kid, I try to discipline her, but she doesn't listen. So then it is a punishment. With Sebastian, you know, we have our, you can curse around mommy, especially as long as you only use it at appropriate times, not inappropriate times. And he knows inappropriate times are school and definitely around daddy's parents, around pops and meow. And when pops was here, pops was like messing with him. And he said something like, you're so fucking stupid to pops. And pops didn't say anything. I got really upset and I had a whole talk with him and I said, now you don't get to say grown up words. You've lost the privilege. This is the second time you've done it and you're no longer allowed to curse for a very long time because you showed mommy that you're not able to handle it. So now I just think you can't handle it. He like was crying, crying. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he goes, why aren't you more upset with me? And I said, at the end of the day, you didn't hurt anybody really bad. You just did what I asked you not to do. We no longer get to have fun with the silliness and you just lost your ability to do it. But you didn't hurt me. It just sucks. And you know what? He hasn't cursed. So I don't know. That kind of shit works better with your kid than mine. My kid's like, I don't care. Bye. Well, there's that Scorpio for you. 12, taking shortcuts to avoid discomfort. Yeah, I don't believe in that. And losing sight of their values. So many parents aren't instilling the values they hold dear in their children. Instead, they're so wrapped up in the day-to-day chaos of life that they forget to look at the bigger picture. That I actually think is very hard. All of this is really, not to brag, <laughs> the Buddhist or the like mindful way to raise a child is to say there will be suffering, is to like teach children how to handle disappointment, handle failure, handle sadness, handle all those things. That would make resilience in a kid is to teach them how to handle these things instead of trying to avoid them. Yeah. That's the mindful or Buddhist way is to say, can we befriend quote unquote negative feelings so that they're no longer negative. It's just emotional flexibility. Well, there you have it, guys. That's how you can get your kids to not be little wusses, I guess. Kids aren't fucking pussies. Yep, pretty much. Although pussies are tough, man. Hashtag swag bag. It's a do-over. Oh, okay. These fucking Olive and June nail kit. Is that the press-on or is that just the manicure? The man. They look great. I don't love the press-ons. What didn't you like about the press-ons now that I'm newly into press-on nails? I feel like the actual press-on material, I'm too rough on them. The actual plastic nail part of it came off. Daily wearing. Yes. Got it. My static nails cracked. I took them off after a week. Also, they were destroyed when I took them off. I don't know why they can say they're reusable, but I did really like them. Those great. It looks like you got it professionally done. I know. I don't know what it is about this polish and the system. And it's not a UV system. No. You use that round thing that they have? They gave me two of them. I'm not using it. I'll take one. Okay, good. Because I'm not good at it. I'm really good at holding it and doing both because I'm from New Jersey and I had a Dremel tool when I was 12 to do acrylics. Pierced my own acrylic nail and put a hoop through it for my picture. So, you know. But the nail polish, the colors are good. It literally lasts for two weeks. I do the whole prep system that they say, which is push back your cuticle with a cuticle oil. They have a whole step-by-step school on YouTube. Yeah. And then you gently buff. Then you do the primer. Did you use their primers and stuff? I used everything, including their top coat. Wow. Okay. I love it. How long have these been on? Five days. They look brand spanking new. Wow. Really good. And you got it on the website? On the website. Took kind of a long time to come, but it was the holiday season. In that vein, let me say, like Frank from Always Sunny, I got a cuticle trimmer. I now call it my toe knife because it just botches me, but I keep doing it. Not all cuticle clippers are created equal. Either way, it's now my toe knife. Okay, these might be my most favorite Christmas gift, the North Face Women's Thermoball Insulated Traction Mule V-Ship. 
They basically look like a puffy coat for your feet. They are not that cute. When do you wear them? They're slippers. Oh. So you wear them around your house, but they're waterproof. So if you have to go outside, my dad has had them for a while and he'll wear them out in the snow, out front of the house. They're fleece lined. See, I have indoor slippers and outdoor slippers. I don't want them to mix. Well, these would be outdoor slippers for you. Very traction-y. I wore them in the snow, didn't slip. They're great slippers, incredibly warm. And unlike Uggs, where they're really, really warm and make your feet smell. These do not make your feet smell. My dad, who has stinky feet, has been wearing them for months with no socks, no smell. I'm going to get my nose in those shoes, Mark, just to be checking. That's weird. (laughs) You can smell mine if you must, you fucking weirdo. Mark, I'm going to have my nose all in your slippers. Oh my God. But they're great. They make them in a booty style. They make them for kids. They are so warm and I just want to live in them. And I don't think I'll ever buy an Ugg slipper again because of it. Mm, Yeah, I'm a little over the Ugg slipper. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Hope your gastrointestinal systems are doing better than ours. And if not, listen to us on the shitter. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Herring-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at Mama Drama Band or mamadramaband.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.